0: Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Welcome. This month, the month of May, is Lupus Awareness Month, and we're gonna be interviewing a few um, amazing people this month, you know, dealing with lupus, talking about lupus, and give you a special treat. This particular episode, we have this amazing artist who's pretty creative, pretty creative artist and not only writing, but also the culinary arts as well, and a lot of other creativity, uh, creative things as well. So coming to the stage for the first time here on the Exchange Podcast. Please welcome Dina Adair. And then the crowd goes, wow, you know they start howling.
1: <laughs>
0: welcome. How you doing today?
1: I am well. Thank you for having me, Floyd.
0: No problem. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to be a part of this um this podcast. And we're looking forward to talking with you.
1: All so right. looking forward to this as well.
0: All right, so before we get into I'm talking about your personal uh, experience, you know, we want to tell the uh, tell our audience what lupus actually is. So lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that can damage any part of the body, such as the skin, joints, or any organ. Um, it's chronic, so it's long lasting from from as, as opposed to right now, uh, it's not curable currently um it's unpredictable ranging in symptoms and categorized by increases in disease activity inflammation and um and flare-ups so for those people just didn't know anything about lupus whatsoever that's just kind of like a snapshot on it but now we're going to kind of jump into um to your personal experiences. But before we get into actually talking about lupus, uh tell um the exchange audience about your creativity. What is it that you do uh creatively and all and, and have done in the past and what you plan on doing in the future type of creativity.
1: Well, Floy, I have how I met you was through poetry. So I've done a lot of things in that avenue years ago. Don't do it too much now. Now I um, have poetry for the children to do or with open mic our young youth or young adults Uh, I love to cook, bake, cookies now with my cookies and baking I've turned that over to my grandchildren so we come up with all kinds of creative treats (laughs) like Spider-Man cookies and Captain America that just have a uh a, a fight in your mouth, should I say. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I also do a lot of crafts and just, just different things just to keep busy.
0: Okay. Now I know the answer to this next question, but you know the other folks don't really know it. Uh so how did you first become um aware of what lupus is or what what was your first experience with that?
1: Yes, you do know, don't you? <laughs> for our audience i was actually um met floyd at a poetry event and we spoke and i was interested in what he was doing so he was doing a um lupus benefit cd and i just happened to um get on that cd and that cd was all about lupus so, as we were hanging out and, and going to record, he, over the some time, he started saying that I reminded him of his mother, and now his mother passed from lupus. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, but I would definitely have my, my bouts of when I would get um, ill, it wasn't until after what, maybe two years after that, two to three years after that, mm-hmm. that a doctor first wanted me to be seen for, for lupus actually. So Floyd, you were the first one who, who told me about lupus. And, and as we were reading it, you had a, um, a insert about all of the symptoms and I pretty much did have all of them.
0: Yeah, I remember that um, that conversation, that whole conversation scenario, and it was like, at, when I first brought that up to you, it was like, well, you know, maybe maybe it's something else, pretty much, you know, and then come to find out that it was indeed lupus, and so when you found out that that's what it was, do you remember what your reaction was to it?
1: I was I was a little scared actually because during that time. And being around you and in the community, there were a lot of people that were passing from lupus. Mm-hmm. So I was fairly um, nervous about that diagnosis. However, that diagnosis was laid aside, that fear, because when I presented to um, supposedly the, the number one specialist here in Missouri at that time, she was like, oh, no way you don't have it. So it took some years after that to actually be diagnosed.
0: Now, and that was some time ago. Now we're talking about well, maybe, maybe twenty years.
1: Yes, maybe even even years? longer. Yes.
0: Yeah, a little bit over twenty years, and um, now I must say that I know I've met a lot of people since that journey of, of uh, you know, my mom passed with lupus, and I and I didn't know anything about lupus uh, at that point. I mean, with my mom being diagnosed with it was my first experience with it, and but since then I've learned I've met so many people with lupus. But I must say that you have to be one of the most uh, positive people in reference to the mind frame of, of living and and moving forward with lupus you know and just with your life you know and just doing things i mean anytime i speak with you i don't hear you complaining about lupus you know and you know you you have you acknowledge it but i never hear you really complaining about it what what is it that you do to keep yourself in a positive mind frame to keep yourself moving forward uh, And 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 how do you actually deal with lupus yourself
1: well, it's been quite a journey. One of the ways is my faith. Because of of who I am and, and what I stand on and what I believe in, I know that God has me. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if I did not have that, I, I wouldn't be so calm. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't know that there's a better tomorrow. But that took a journey. You know, I had some faith in the beginning, but... When you don't have anything else to stand on, when you think that you're actually facing your death, when you feel like you can't go on, when you feel like you don't want another day in pain like this, I turn to the healer. You know, I heard that he healed, so that's who I turned to. I heard that he wanted the best for me, so that's who I turned to and um, you know it worked <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it really did work because not only was I diagnosed with lupus because at the, at, at the beginning where you said um, you know I had lupus or you thought I had lupus and then I went to the doctor and the specialist here at that time she was like there's no way so at that time I ended up getting diagnosed with MS mm. um, so I, ha- I went through the journey of MS, I went through the journey of later, I think when God knew I can handle it, then he told me once I had to get the faith for MS, then he told me about the lupus, which at that time, my my numbers were off the chart, the doctor who uh, diagnosed me said that I hit the jackpot, not just of the good kind, so it was just uh, so many things hit me at once. and my levels changed so now when i go and get my levels checked it doesn't come back with this it's it's very rarely even the the mixed connective tissue disease there are some things that linger but um hey i, I reached out for healing and and got it even of course you know even uh, ms still shows up the lesions or whatever um I do still have to go to a um, hematologist but as far as the rheumatologist I don't do any of that as far as the neurologist I don't do that either so it and I don't tell everyone to do that but I do know that you know your body better than anyone else Mm -hmm. and it was to the point where I just was at rock bottom and and I knew that the way that I was going, I couldn't continue on on that path where it was just leading me. I think lupus, MS was taking over, and I was dying.
0: See, I just think it's amazing because um, um, because I've I've seen the, I witnessed your journey, you know, and not all of that. I haven't seen everything, but I mean, just the things that I've been able to witness. You know, because we do talk about, you know, uh, um, just how you're feeling and things like that and things you're trying to do. And it's just amazing to uh, just to see your growth as not only just uh, an artist, as a, but as a person, especially dealing with MS and lupus at the same time. Because lupus tend t- to, at least from the knowledge that I have of lupus, it tend to tag team up with something,
1: yeah. you know. Yes, it does. My diagnosis tagged de- teamed up with a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> Sjogren's, scleroderma, um the Raynaud's. I just had so many things and then, and then I also have thrombocytopenia where my platelet's platelet's get fairly low. So mm-hmm. I um, I have, yeah. You're you're correct. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how do you how would you say in terms of being the creative person that you are are How has um, lupus and and MS, how has that affected um, that journey? And what did you have to do to adjust?
1: Well, um, I'm still trying to find my way back on the creative journey as far as performing poetry and things of that nature because my memory was really attacked. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I used to like to memorize my poetry and and perform it in in such an, in, in some sorts. And not knowing what my body's gonna do from one second to the next, that kind of had me shy away mm-hmm. from from performing because I did act as well. Um, so that that has greatly suffered. I'm on the journey back to
0: that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so in what are I know you you you've done some different things like through church. I know you mentioned the youth. So, what are some of the things that you would like to do outside of just the performing aspect? What What are some things that you would like to get back into or start doing?
1: You know, hey, I want a Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) i'm going big um still staying with the creativity i want to act in one of tyler perry movies or sitcoms or anything tyler perry so i'm getting that back but um laughing but still serious (laughs) right 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 (laughs) uh i i do still get before people and it's getting it's getting better i do it now in church as far as teaching bible study or, or a, a sunday sermon um so i i do still it's not performing it's just me naturally and it, it's scary sometimes because sometimes i forget but i've learned how to hey say hey you know what just do it you know yeah. right. take one from Michael Jordan's book or Nike's book just do it so there's a lot of things I wanted to do on the creative side that I I put away um, and, and that is acting that is uh, poetry but it's also bringing other people who have it maybe they don't have lupus or they're not diagnosed with any type of ailment but just being able to get out of whatever their limitations are or whatever they perceive their limitations are and just get busy in the talent that they have so i like to to help others but because of my journey with lupus i know in how i it, a lot of it was changing the way i ate so my heart's desire it's creative but it, it's, it's just doing what god gave us within seeds within our food so i do a lot of gardening and my aspiration is to teach people how to eat to live and have gardens and so that's what we do whatever i plant in the garden is healing food
0: now what about that cheesecake though? Is that part of the? Um... You no, know,
1: you know that's not that's not part of it. But we always can have, <laughs> have some snacks. <laughs> we still
0: need some some desserts. Like <laughs> y'all, she she makes one of the best cheesecakes I've ever had. You know, it's like I don't do a lot of desserts, but you know, it's, it's this cheesecake that she makes, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what kind it is. <laughs> you know, but the cheesecake always be on you know, point. But you're right; everybody needs a little special dessert here and there. You know? <laughs> now, 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 you make cookies as well, though, right? You make cookies. Uh, what other things, type of culinary things, do you do?
1: I do. Well, now I'm into learning all about how to turn the healthy foods for us, the things that um, combat disease, which is usually inflammation, how to make it taste good where we actually want it. You know, we want something that's healthy for us, but we just don't want to eat. I I like to eat, you know, it has to taste, <laughs> it has to taste good. I really like to eat. So I'm <laughs> I'm turning things. What did we have eat? last week? We had cauliflower, but I wanted to make some orange chicken. Mm-hmm. And and I don't do meat that much. So I used The substitute for meat the cauliflower was the substitute for the meat and everything was homemade with the orange um it it was awesome i didn't have any orange juice but i had pineapple juice and it just turned out really good so i i do things like that trying to make the food where it's um you know not fried or anything like that because i noticed a lot of people are taking the vegetables and just frying it and i was like well you know might as well eat the meat (laughs) so just making it healthy for us get the benefits of the vegetables and and um just get healed you know listen to our bodies our body responds a lot of times i found out that what was going on with me could have just been the reaction from the food that i was eating Mm -hmm. and and just listen to my body getting taking a food diary you, you get your symptoms and you find out that these symptoms hey this symptoms keeps happening when i eat whatever it is that i'm eating and just adjusting it and eating more foods like ginger um turmeric uh that combat the inflammation the things that make you have a flare-up
0: and see those are all I, I mean i keep those in my cabinet regardless though ginger is just amazing
1: it is i i could eat it all day
0: Oh my goodness I'm, I think like all the food that I enjoy cooking where I typically do uh, Asian cuisine but I also go into Ethiopian as well and they all they use the same like, like trinity um uh spices so you garlic onions <laughs> you know and ginger you know so it's like man I love that I eat so, so much of it and I remember when i used to first start buying ginger it was just like about a nickel size of ginger because i was like you know i don't know what i'm gonna use this for but now i buy these big roots you know because i use so much of it uh, but i heard mm-hmm. that is really good um uh, and i don't know how true this is but i heard it was really good for arthritis and um uh, and if that's true yes you know that's awesome
1: Yes, it, it it is. That's why I take it. I put it in everything from my smoothies. You know, I use the blueberries too. But yes, and it takes down the inflammation. It it helps. It really does.
0: Yeah, that might be why well, I don't experience as much because I have arthritis uh, arthritis, osteoarthritis in my in my right my right foot, mm-hmm. and and usually. Well, when it, at first it used to hurt a whole lot, but I eat so much ginger, I rarely even think about my foot, and you know, it doesn't really hurt, you know, it, like it like it had been. So hey, I mean, definitely the food that we eat you know, is going to help out with, our, with any kind of conditions that we have. It's going to just aid, you know, aid us in in the journey, you know. So I mean, I appreciate all the information that you've given here, what what would you say to someone who's newly diagnosed with lupus? What type of uh, advice or encouragement encouragement would you say to that
1: person? I would say um, stay positive. Even in the midst of everything that's going on, don't give in to despair because it is really scary. You know, when you get that diagnosis, you go through all the stages of grief. You know, you can go through denial. You can go through all of it. Why me? You can go through all of those things. But one thing I noticed, people may think you're crazy. But one thing that I noticed, um, don't take ownership of it. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the commercials say, hey, your lupus, your diabetes, your MS. No, don't take ownership of it. It's not yours. Just say you were diagnosed with. Because sometimes when you take ownership of something, it, you think, you know, it has you. Um, and a lot of times when you take that ownership, you don't want to give it back. So as I mentioned before, mine, souls, mine s- solely rests on my belief that Jesus took everything. So when I have that, I'm like, hey, you know, he gladly took all of my diseases away. So I'm giving it back to him. So mm-hmm. then, when I get pain or anything, and I say, "Oh, this hurts," I this, I I quickly change it, and I say, "Hey, this is not mine. You got to go." And I I actually visualize myself giving it back to Jesus, putting it on the cross. Um, another thing that I do is I started saying the opposite. And you know, people like, "How are you doing?" Or if if I got a headache. I would say, oh, man, I feel so good. My head feels so good. Because, you know, you have what you say.
0: Right, right.
1: So I would say what I wanted. And if people asked ask me what was going on, I didn't necessarily want to lie. So I said, hey, I'm going to say what I want. And, and you just figure it out. So they said, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling so good. I just feel great. <laughs> and the That's worst cool. I felt, I would say, oh, I feel really good. I feel so good. Man, <laughs> I, I just...
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, I do agree with that, though. <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of got to have the right uh, frame. Got to put yourself in the right frame of mind. And, you know, if you're constantly complaining, complaining about it, for one thing, is not going to help you out at all. And I know stress is a major uh, enemy to someone oh, wow. with lupus you know it, so, it
1: you,
0: really is. so you got to find yourself where you can relax whether you're listening to music or like you know like candles uh, uh setting that atmosphere for yourself to relax hopefully like your support system well hopefully one you have a support system and two they're not doing the opposite of what they need to do they already be stretching you out They need to be making sure you're good <laughs> you know that's well, important
1: that's- that that is and it's hard because you don't look I I would say thank god I don't look how I feel because you don't look like anything's wrong with you and I think the hardest journey um for me was the people around me um because they just expected me to be the same me and I, I wasn't And I would say harder on me um, than they were, was me on myself. So it it took a long journey because I just wanted to be me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I wasn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, oh my goodness, I couldn't do a lot of the things that I used to could do. And I isolated myself. I, um, I just thought, okay, this is passing because for so many years and you witnessed that I would be sick for a moment and then I'd be fine. Um, but it started lasting longer and longer and longer and longer. And, you know, until it finally led up to a diagnosis, but it took a long time to get one. And once it came, it just lasted longer. And I, it kind of hit, I mean, it hit hard fast when it and it did come but one of the things that i noticed was speaking on it Mm -hmm. seemed like it made it worse uh i had i ended up going back to school when i couldn't work and one of my professors i started taking counseling classes he was saying no you need to talk on it you need to tell people I was like, "Really?" because that was just opposite of what I was thinking. I was thinking that if I talked on it, it would give it more power, it get bigger. Well, and so I started, but I noticed that the more I spoke of what was actually going on with me, the way that it was actually going on with me, the the pain that I was having, it seemed like it got bigger and bigger and it got worse. So, um the positive attitude played a big part. And I, wouldn't, I would go to movies, but they had to be comedies. I had mm. to laugh. I wouldn't look at anything other than it being funny. Because I was like, you know, I have to laugh. And, and, and that's what I did. The comedies really help. Laughter helps. <laughs> they even have laughter yoga because it helps. Do it. Yeah. They
0: got all kind of yogas.
1: Yep, you know. <laughs> I, I do an exercise class too because... It, it was at one point where I couldn't um I couldn't lift lift my fork to eat. It was t- it the fork was too heavy. And wow. um, I you know it, I I was I was pretty bad at one point. So now I do weekly, um, it's called Stretching to Prosper. I do a class uh basically for people who want to get stronger, people who may be in a chair people who may can't do the things that they used to do so it it plays a big part man moving and don't stop
0: no i appreciate all that information i didn't actually know about the the laughter yoga thing but that's Mm -hmm. actually sounds pretty pretty amazing though honestly um and and but i know you earlier you said that you know you're glad you don't look like you feel and for those who don't know Dina um, she looks like she's like 14 Uh, so and she's always I've been knowing her since I believe I met you in 98 I believe um and she still looked like she looked 14 in she still looked 14 so whatever (laughs) whatever you're doing is working and you've been taking care of yourself and even though you've had your trials and tribulations and dealing with your health issues you still look amazing you still look happy you're still very positive and I just want to commend you for just the way you have um, uh, handled uh, lupus and handled yourself as an individual so now um time always quickly, you know, when we're doing these interviews I really appreciate you taking your time out your schedule to talk with us uh, we do normally ask this one question I was kind of debating whether I was going to ask this question uh, during the Lupus Month but I'm going to try it anyway uh, With on, on our regular interviews we always ask like an artist if they were performing um, and they were able to select uh an artist um whether they're alive or you know or dead any artist and you wanted them to be in your band for instance um who would you select and now remember you're the actual lead person it could be anybody it could be celebrity we want celebrities but it doesn't have to be celebrity whoever compiles this band who would you select
1: oh wow am i limited to how many i choose not at all oh my goodness well, of course, I'll I'll start with the living. It would most definitely be Stevie Wonder. Okay.
0: Gr- excellent
1: choice. Yes, yes, yes. Prince. Another one. I mean, the guitar. We just gotta have that. Right. Michael Jackson on the arrangement. Okay. Um, who else? I mean, I'm just floored at Stevie Wonder. Um, like okay. Stevie alone make a beautiful. I, I I know <laughs> Prince on the guitar, Michael Jackson just putting all that stuff together. He's amazing with that. Who else would it be? Oh, you know we can't ha- not have Floyd doing whatever instrument that he was uh, using at that time.
0: But I appreciate that. I wasn't expecting that one. I appreciate that. <laughs> Any any yeah. singers? Any singers that you can That's think what of? I was
1: just thinking. Now who I I would have my daughter, Danine, and uh
0: Danine is amazing, y'all, for real. She's an incredible vocalist. Uh just remember that remember her name. Is she going by lyric when it's dealing with her um uh, with her performance name?
1: No, she that's no, she still goes by Danine.
0: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Then y'all remember Danine, y'all.
1: <laughs> yes and let's see I um what voice I, there's some amazing voices you know who I really like is her yes i I like her yes
0: yeah so she can do you some some guitar bass or drum right. she does I a whole mean, bunch that would of stuff just
1: <laughs> be uh, uh that would be amazing yeah
0: I mean you you pretty much touch all the uh, um all the elements pretty much uh you know, no drummer, you know, no drummers, but you know, when you got Stevie Wonder, you don't really, you know, uh,
1: you don't right. you know, drummer.
0: <laughs> you know, if you don't want a drummer, uh. you got a guitar. It's actually her, she could probably, but well, she can play a drum set, so technically she could, you know, handle your drums.
1: Right, you know, Tamala Mann might have to be in there too. And um, Sheila if I had to have some drums. Mm-hmm. There we go.
0: There you go. You have got yourself an all star. Uh, concert and extravagance.
1: yes and if i <laughs> needed a dj it would be dj spiritual so okay okay okay
0: that's dope <laughs> that's a dope name that's a that's a cool name too so miss dina adair i thank you so much for taking the time out to um to be a part of this um series uh speaking about artists with lupus and just Serving as encouragement and inspiration for those, because a lot of people people need to hear stories like the one you just gave. You know, because sometimes when you're first getting that information, you just don't know what what you're gonna do. You you think life is gonna be maybe over as you know it, and this and that. But there is life. It's not a death sentence, and we always want to say that that lupus or the diagnosis of lupus is not a death sentence. It is not. So we want you, we thank you. Now we want everybody, you all, thanks for listening to us. Make sure that you share this podcast with any and everybody that you feel like could benefit from the podcast. We want you to be kind, be respectful, have fun, and learn something amazing. Peace and many blessings.